Right. Hello. Happy Friday. Welcome to Victims of the Punt, our show about New South Wales horse racing. This Saturday, we're racing at Rose Hill, uh, which is on the lands of the Barra Mudigal people. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Victims is brought to you by Australian owned and operated by me, bookmaker ReadyBet. The winner finding machine that is Mailbag Bloodstock with uh, at least one runner at Flemington tomorrow, I think. And of course, punting form Australia's best racing database. Well, this is the part of the show where we have a uh, look back on how we went last week, and this is normally the part where we'd be looking at another Mark Sheen winner that he tipped. Now, he didn't quite get a winner last week, but I think it's fair to say he got race nine, which was previewed in a bit of depth, pretty spot on. Um, the bet was contributing factor, who was hailed the winner, but was run down uh, in the shadows by the only horse in the race, Mark, really considered uh, any value to beat it, uh, Casino Kid. Um, and they put a bit of a space in the others. Uh, Casino Kid was around $13 when Mark mentioned it. Um, contributing factor got out to about $7, $8 on Betfair, which was just crazy odds, wasn't it? As you can see by Rob's head shake, uh, he and I, I think, were only on contributing factor and not Casino Kid. Mark, did you chop out on the race? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was on them both, so um, I was very happy there. It was uh, very grim until that race, I must say. I made uh, several mistakes throughout the day. I uh, was kicking back strongly, though, uh, after that and a few other races. So, anyway, got me head in front. Uh, it was a n- nice sight to see them both come away. That's good to hear. And just uh, further uh, reinforcement, there's no last race. You've got to stay in the game. If you get behind, you can always <laughs> chop yourself out. <laughs> uh, where does that bring us to? Um, any promos or special offers this week? Yeah, well, apart from our standard sort of all-day, everyday ones and the uh, AFL and NRO ones, uh, we're running one um, on the Caulfield Melbourne Cup Futures markets just starting this morning. So when you see this video, just head to ReadyBet, sign up, log in, and you'll there's a great offer if you have a bet on the Corfield and Melbourne Cups uh, running for a couple of weeks, I think. So go and check that out. Okay. Redfern Express Black Bookers. Uh, this segment everyone, segment everyone's been waiting for. Best free content you find on Sydney Racing presented by mailbagbloodstock.com.au. Uh, new purchase. Uh, we've bought it off the big boys. It's called Keats. Um, it's a uh, formerly Coolmore-owned horse. It heads to uh, Gavin Bedgood. Uh, um, it's got some very nice benchmark figures in Australia. Three-year-old listed winner in Ireland uh, by Galileo, closely re- related to uh, champion two-year-old and dual guineas winner, now Stallion Churchill. Probably hear a bit more about Churchill on Sky. We're always talking about Churchill. Uh, it's just turned six. Um, change of environment will suit. Um, email jono at themailbag.com.au to get more info. Uh, so two trials uh, this week. First up from Wyong on Wednesdays, uh, a Chris Lee's trained filly who raced against some pretty handy horses as a two-year-old. It's called Yankee Hustle. Yeah, Yankee Hustle. Um, I think she finished about midfield in one of the lead-ups to the slipper, um, and then she uh, failed to handle her. A really heavy track after that. Now, she trialled at Wyong on Wednesday. She is eased back to midfield. She's in Cerise colours with uh, blue spots, and she sits pretty wide uh, throughout the journey here. Um, and as you can see, coming up towards the home turn, probably just a little bit past midfield, and she goes pretty wide uh, coming around the home turn. Ryder uh, starts to shake her up a little bit uh, at the top of the straight and uh, she does make uh, good ground down the outside. Now, most of these trials at Wyong are dominated by horses uh, which have got early speed and down in the inside. So um, I like to look for horses that uh, get back and come wide off the speed. As you can see, the hats are out a fair way as well, which even 
accentuates uh, the on-speed. So that's her, the widest on the right of the screen. Just gives a little bit of a dig up here, and I thought she hit the line quite nicely. The winner went quite well also, um, uh, but I thought Yankee Hustle certainly had some upside. Look out for her in a, a maiden around 1,400 metres if you can find her around that trip, 1,400, 1,400 metres first up. I think she'd be very hard to beat. Myself, there's a set of trials at Kembla on Wednesday, and Mark's found an unraced one from the John Thompson Yard called Bundina. Yeah, this was Bundina's uh, third trial. It had two trials last preparation. In fact, its first trial, Ramick was a real eye-catcher, Nashra Wheeler Road. Uh, Bundina dragged it right out the back, made a lot of ground, then went to Kembla and uh, won a trial, was put under the whip there, and then uh, was probably over the top a little bit and was put away by John Thompson now. It begins brilliantly here and sits outside the leaders in um, yellow to pale green colours. Um, just watch it here over the last 100 metres or so. Uh, when the rider does niggle up for a stride or two, just finds a couple of lengths and then allowed coast again down to the line. I thought this was probably uh, the best of its uh, three trials so far. Just like that acceleration when it was given a little bit of a dig. So, again, we're looking at um, maidens for this horse, probably on a Saturday maiden or, or the provincials, but um, I think it's ready to race uh, quite well. He might even get another trial before it goes to the races, but if this horse has certainly shown some promise to my eye. So, as I said, watch out for it in maiden. Well, thanks very much for that, Mark. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will just be fast-forwarding to that segment and um, going straight to their black book and adding those two. Should mention, of course, we had two black books. Book winners, I think, this week. There was after Cabin went to Melbourne and got the job done at Sandown on Wednesday, and um, Junkira won at where did it win? Golden or something? Hawkesbury. that's right. Yes. So two winners for the week out of the Black Book. So the and a loser, perfect thought, which I still I woke up about three o'clock <laughs> last night with the with the shivers. <laughs> yeah, I was I was on that on too, that. Mark. Um, I'm not sure that was ridden out to the line. Um, could it finished a bit higher up in the order? I'm certain it wasn't written out to the line. <laughs> did, did he attempt to gain the best possible finishing oh, look, position? I think he got behind two tired horses. And uh, look, he pushed out on Junquira, so I can't be can't be yeah. dirty on Tommy for a nice ride on Tuesday and then bag him on Wednesday. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. That's the way it goes, unfortunately. Anyway, yes, be sure to add uh, Yankee Hustle and Bundina to your black book. They'll be turning up at the races soon and will be well worth backing, no doubt. All right, now we move on to Saturday's meeting at Rose Hill. Going to look at a couple of races in a bit of depth. Uh, now, most importantly, the weather. We've currently got a soft fire, but there's a plenty of showers forecast by the look of it. Um, so it is going to depend on how much they get, isn't it? Um, the rail's gone out from the true to seven metres too. So what are we, what are we thinking, Mark? Um, oh, that's a strange sort of movement, out, true, back to seven. Yeah, I, look, I'm a bit worried. Um, normally if you're at six or seven there, it's, it's dynamite leaders. But, you know, with a bit of cut out of the track that, and we've had so much rain, these tracks are just uh, a little bit different to normal, aren't they? So, look, you're going to have to watch a couple of races. I've, I've tipped later in the day, so um, just hoping the track plays reasonably fair. But, um yeah, I'm not. I'm not setting stone. What I really think there. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, you're right. If if this was a genuinely improving track, I'd be learning to lane one, lane two. Um, the data that we can see there from punting form certainly says historically that lanes one and two in these sort of rail positions are the place to be. But yeah, this this is a little bit of a different year. I mean, we've even seen Canterbury become an off French track. It's it's so wet and waterlogged these days that you know that that was unthinkable a year or so ago. Um, I think Rose Hill, while not in the same boat as Canterbury, it's like all the tracks, it's not going to take much to 
get downgrades there because they've had just got such a battering um, this calendar year. Uh, yeah, I think it might it might actually turn out for the best. <laughs> um, any rain might just even out that pattern a little bit. So, uh, yeah, can't go in with anything too, um, too set in stone, as you say. Anyway, we're going to – oh, sorry. Now we look at the um, jockey data. We just had a look at the meeting data on the lanes. Um, just hark back to what we mentioned about the Rose Hill data a fortnight ago. You can back McDonald and Bowman blind at Rose Hill over the last few years and turn a profit, which is quite remarkable. Uh, and not surprising to see that uh, D. Gibbons has some handy Rose Hill figures, admittedly off a small sample, but uh, everyone keeps saying that he's one of, if uh, not the leading apprentice uh, that claims a few kilos riding in Sydney at the moment, and uh, the figure's starting to bear that out uh, in town as well. So there you go. Don't be, uh, don't be afraid of backing D. Gibbons. Right, the first of the two races we're going to look at is the Rosebud. Um, one of the uh, races to kick it off for the spring. It's over 1,100 metres. These main chances in the Rosebud. Number one, Sebenak, 480, down to number three, Spacewalk at five. Five, Kaboo, the favourite, at 320. Seven, Miss Hellfire, 750. Eleven, Zuccarino, five. And longer the rest. Mark, over to you. Well, look, obviously the yard will be very important for for these horses coming back from a spell. Um, look, I thought Seven Act trial really well. Um, good trial at Rose Hill and a very soft trial at Warwick Farm where he was buried uh, back in the pack. Admittedly, he did finish a long way behind Spacewalk and obviously Spacewalk maps very well and looks a good chance here. But uh, I didn't think last time in he was right up to the top, but uh, he's got synthetic hoof filler off. So maybe this time in he's got uh, no problem. So that's Spacewalk in the blue on the outside. Seven Act's about midfield in pale green there and certainly wasn't tested. Admittedly, he's got the, the top weight penalty here of uh, two kilos more than the rest of the field, which isn't ideal. But uh, as I said, I thought um, that trial was really good. Uh, he impressed me in the yard before the Golden Slipper and then was just in the wrong spot all the way. Did win first up last preparation. So uh, a lot will depend on how the track is playing because he can dwell a little bit at the start and we'll be giving them a start. Um, so you'd have to see that horses are able to run on. Look, I just couldn't find Kaboo at the price. So I know that uh, he's won two out of three, but uh, he was just gifted the race there at Rose Hill last time out. I was a Pankos rider, just took no part in the early stages, just eased out, and they just gifted the race to Kaboo. This is a diff different kettle of fish where he's got to settle back. As I said, I think Spacewalk's going to find a nice spot, and Zuccarino is up in grade, but he's a nice type and will find a nice spot as well. But I think Se Semenac's got a bit of class, but with the disclaimer that you'd want to be seeing them run on. Yeah, that, that's going to be critical. Uh, we should, of course, point out Semenac is a... Member of the the, uh, uh, the trial black book, um, so people will be backing it anyway. But um, Mark pushing it as well in this race under these conditions on Saturday. Uh, this is this isn't a bad race, is it? This is real first sort of glimpse of spring here. I'm, I was taken with Zuccarino, um, seven act race in really good races. First prep, uh, Rob. This is going to be this is your sort of bread and butter. You probably can't tell us too much now, but on Saturday you'll have plenty to say about this lot, I imagine. I will. Um, I love I love these early uh, three year old spring races. Um, I have had a look at that trial, uh, that Sebenak trial behind Malkovich, which is one of the fastest horses in Australia. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking to get my – if he looks right, uh, space for I'll be looking to get some of my money back. I lost on him in the championships when I thought he was a bit stiff. Um, he's a nice type. He reminds me a bit of Viridine for some reason. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we'll see what the, the odds do. And I think J-Mac's on. So – and there's a chance it could go to Melbourne. Um, I see it's double nommed as well, space spacewalk but um yeah i guess we'll find out more about that but yeah just keen to have a look at them all right thank you very much now the other race we're going to have a look at is uh the club's new south wales handicap a benchmark 78 over 1400 meters 
And if the Rosebud was a bit of a foretaste of spring, I think it's fair to say that this race isn't. It's pretty run-of-the-mill, but there's an opportunity to make some money. And the main chances in it are start at number four, Marnix at 480, five, Canasta at 950, six, Love Planet at nine, seven, Papal Warrior at 13, and the favourite, the standout favourite, number eight, Colino at 225. Uh, you're with him, Mark? Yeah, I think he'll win. Um, I think he had five or six weeks between runs there uh, before his last start. Uh, he got absolutely poleaxed at the 600, nearly fell. His legs went from behind him there. And then he loomed up uh, again after getting that check and just ran out of condition. So I think with that, um, and he was back in distance as well from a mile. So I think this sets up a lot better for him. Uh, McDonald on uh, doesn't look to be a lot of speed. I think Canasta rolls forward. He should be second or third in the early part. Love Planet may be ridden differently and go forward as it has in the past. But at the very worst, I, I would think he'd be in the first four. Um, so I think you know, I, he sets up nicely here. And I think he'd be much better on top of the ground. I know he's won on heavy ground at his first start in a race, but I'm not sure that he really handles the wet all that well. And I think getting back on this sort of surface will certainly suit him. So I know he's pretty skinny odds now, but I think he sets up perfectly to win this race. Yeah, there's a few um, few horses in this race that aren't really going anywhere. He's probably the only one with you could mark as progressive. Uh, you'd be on first name terms with a few of these, Rob, wouldn't you? Um, you've seen them enough? Yeah, I don't like many of them. Don't have many good stories to tell about any of them. Uh, Kalino is a uh, sort of lightly framed athletic type of horse. I, I, I take Mark's point that heavy is probably not its go, but I don't think if it, you know, late in the day we do get the rain and it does get down to a sort of soft track, I don't think that should, would be too bad for him. Uh, if it gets the heavy, maybe he got some concerns, but it, it looks a race that, um, yeah, I, I, you know, Due diligence would probably suggest don't not not my go not my go at this price range anyway. But Kalino looks the one. Yeah, yes, uh, he does look like a good thing in a pretty winnable race, doesn't he? Anyway, that brings us to the end. We'll just recap those two bets for you from Mark. Uh, race eight, number one, Sebenak, and race nine, number eight, Kalino. Um, should of course remind you to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on uh, YouTube down there. Uh, to ensure that you see more of this great free con content and follow the mailbag on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Well, that's it for this week. I'd like to thank Mark and Rob very much for your time and we'll see you next week.